listening to The Nasty Table, the premier source for tabletop role-playing actual play. Now come on in, relax, and pull up a seat to The Nasty Table. got enough to get RJ's house a little busted into. Alright, I'll talk to the judge. Can I look at this RJ report again? Key details are missing. It looks like it's been scrubbed. Nitrous oxide. Do you want to round him up? Details, details, details. Me and my partner out there, you see that guy with the, uh, with the grumpy the face? You point towards the a mirror. <laughs> Rodney and Carter put him up to it. You ever smoke a Cuban? Oh. I want to point out it's definitely not a fucking Cuban. I tried to stop him. I tried to calm him down, but they wouldn't stop egging him on. Let's fucking go, we did it! No, I'm just like... <laughs> Welcome back to the table. It has been a long week. Do you guys want to give me a recap, please? Of the previous session? So, like, with Lou, right? I'm just kidding. With the <laughs> lieutenant. <laughs> um, when I, I... Well, actually, no. When we fucking read this report that the lieutenant gave us, like... It says that we were all, like, high, right? It says that we were all fucking high, and the canisters were empty after the fact, and they weren't empty initially, and I still believe this is a fucking ghost, right? But Roy, Roy's like, nah, come on. That's fucking ridiculous. I think Caleb's definitely starting to be in that camp. And, yeah. But is that, and, and this may be an, a question that you're not able to answer, but is that truly what Roy believes or is that his you know subconscious grasping and trying to ground itself being able to trying to convince yourself like is that something for Roy that he's trying to convince himself that this is a natural occurrence and it's easily explainable to protect his psyche instead of you know accepting what may have been a supernatural occurrence Roy is not trying to convince himself of anything Roy is just confused as fuck right now and he, he's trying to learn around him I don't, I don't think he's trying to lie to himself in a way but he is definitely really confused about like oh, no that couldn't be but I saw it it was it felt so real no it couldn't that's impossible right it couldn't be that's fair we just pulled these kids in for like a night like Ronnie before. and Carter could have just been literally just dickheads and then maybe Danny knew that they would be dickheads and something like that could happen like Danny could have been like oh well, let me plan this let me bring yeah, my loser up. friend up yeah. with my you know let's just go to this bar that I know maybe that this guy's gonna be also, at and, but it just seems weird that it's like they're all this age and this is the first time that Danny decides to bring his loser buddy out mm -hmm. and then this happens yep. I think that's us too yeah. Very. well interviews beget questions on your third shift in the violent crimes unit it's 8.15 as Rodney Weeks and Danny Adams sit in their interrogation rooms Carter Jennings remains in a holding cell what would the four of you like to do the objective was to talk to Rodney again right with this new information um 
Is that does that sound right to you? Well, guys? We haven't talked. No, 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 no. Let's. I thought we were gonna talk to Carter because then we would have had talked to everyone and yeah. then we could go talk to Rodney again. Yeah, that's fair. Because we're the most definitive that he's being a bitch, so we yeah. can kind of come back with on him with more hard evidence from the other. Could you try to maybe force Carter into a confession by saying like, "Hey, like your friends have already told us a good amount." Yeah. Got to be honest here. True. Yeah. Well, what can we say? What can we pass off to Carter that we know? What Danny said. Danny kind of threw him under the bus at this point. And we could tell him that Rodney caved too, and said, "Yeah, exactly. we could lie to him, right?" Yeah. Say Rodney said it was all you or something. So, yeah. in saying that, and then as a follow-up, we would say, "So why?" Mm -hmm. And then, okay, and then we could yeah, corroborate yeah, yeah, that yeah. with. If he tells us why, we can be like, we know to Rodney. And then we go why. to Rodney. He caved he, on you, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Classic cop bullshit. You yeah. know how it goes. So what's the game plan? I think we're just going to call it a night and go home. Yeah. yeah sounds good. <laughs> we're going to talk got, to Carter. I got PTO. I'm out of this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to the coppery club. <laughs> so how are you guys going to do this? Because you have two interrogation rooms... And they were both occupied at the moment. Uh, we were just gonna pull. Oh, shit. Carter. Yeah, Carter. I. Th we should. We should put Carter in a room. We should switch Danny for Carter. And we could just keep Danny and throw him in there if we need him again. But we need Rodney in there, right? Yeah. Are you guys going to take him yourself, or are you gonna ask um, Officer Gaines to to do the the swip swap? I mean, is there like a conference room or something? Yeah. We should put one of them in there. Or yeah, take Carter in can there. We, yeah, let's, can we take Carter into just like... A, <clears throat> yeah, like a conference room, a, a spare office, something like that. Just like... Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to take him into a conference room? Yeah. Okay. Leaving the other two boys in those interrogation rooms and walking back towards like the holding cells, opening up the door, you see him, he's sitting there. Who's like moving him yeah i can move him in there i don't think i'm going to be there for the the interrogation because like i said I feel, I feel like it's weird if there's four officers interrogating a person so i'll move him in there okay i'll let him in there i'll close the door yep and i'll walk out and i'm walking back downstairs mm -hmm. to the evidence room okay he's alone in there now yeah okay what are you doing in the evidence room um i want to get the letter and the report from the bobby tillman case we finished <coughs> that correct Yes. And were we the only people to work on it? Yes. Okay. Um, and then also the log from the quick store. Okay. I'll, uh, I want to walk up to Gaines mm. as, uh, Caleb's walking Carter in. Yep. And I want to say, uh, well, how was your, how was your night after you, after I sent you home a little early? Well, it was fine. I just got some sleep and got my head straight. That's all. Good, man. Good. How's the uh, whole case coming? Uh, it's coming. I guess that's one way to put it. But uh, struggling to see if we can piece any of these boys back into any evidence we're pursuing. Is there anything I can do to help? I don't think so. You're you're helping out enough now by bringing them to us, and you know, probably letting them back home too. So. Well, Appreciate that. Roy, you know you got friends in patrol, so if you ever need anything, run an errand, ask a question, 
and just let us know. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. You got it. I'll walk down and I want to talk to all three of you, you guys. Who wants to go in there? Talk to Carter. I'll go in with you. I just want to. I want to make sure I talk to Rodney again because I know that motherfucker's lying. Sure. What are we looking for? We think. We think. Uh, Rodney and Carter are the ones that provoked Mark to do it. So we need a reason why, right? Yeah. I say we go in there and tell him his buddies spilled on him. Look for that why. How did he look? When he was moved, like, did we all see him at all? Like, you know, like, did he look uh, cocky or pissed, or did he look scared in between? Like, what? Roll human intelligence. Because it's not immediately apparent which way. One. He looks tired. What time is it at this point? 8.15. At this point now, it's probably 8.25. Um, would I know? Would I know that? Actually, let me... Did you get your eyes on him when he was walking into the room? Yeah, you looked, uh, you look, you look real tired. Yeah? Yeah, I don't, I mean, it's, it's only 8.15, 8.30. Yeah. Maybe a long day at school. Is it a weekday? It's a Sunday. Yeah, it's, April goes to school on Sunday, too. <laughs> <laughs> Sundays are, are long, hard days at That's school. Right. A lot of manual labor in the fields. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we can figure out what's keeping them. So tired too. Alright. Let's get it. Let's go. So who's going into the conference room? I'm going in. I as well. Ray Roy? Ray and Roy. The old Ray Roy team up. It's always a classic. Let's go. So you guys step in. Uh it's kinda like a like a boardroom, you know what I mean? Kinda like a conference room. Long table, uh chairs all around him. You guys just kinda set him in like that that center one on like the left side of the conference table he's just sitting there uh swivel chairs all around <laughs> give the door a knock walk in mm-hmm. walk in um you can see him he's sitting there shorter kid shorter than uh rodney and danny and mark uh short blonde hair longer sideburns and he's just kind of sitting there with his hands folded on top of the table looks at you as you enter um, yeah, walk in, lead the way. Uh, hey, uh, we've already interviewed your other buddies. You're Carter? Mm-hmm. How you doing tonight? Okay. Ready for school tomorrow? Caught you a little late. Yeah. All right. Can I, uh, can I get you a coffee or something? No, I'm okay. Okay. I'll take a seat at the table yeah. with him. Next to him or across from him? I'll go. I'll go next to him. Yeah. I go across from him. Okay. Got this motherfucker corner. <laughs> Nowhere to run. Up against the wall. And I, and I pull out a tape recorder. Mm. And I say, you don't mind if this is recorded, do you? No, no, go ahead. Turn it off. So, look, just want to be completely transparent with you. Um, you seem like good kid. How old are you, by the way? Sixteen. Is he talking tired to me, or is, or is he talking like he just does not want to do this? Roll human intelligence. 
Can I discern that from from what I rolled? Like, is he exhausted, tired, or is he fed up, bullshit, tired? So carrying over your one, you're staring at him and really trying to get a beat on him. He's got bags under his eyes. So he re- he looks like he's been doing some shit. He looks like he hasn't slept in a while. Okay, thirty-two and a seventy-three. Yeah, like I said, he looks exhausted. Maybe like his he's not all there entirely. He does, but it's also a sense of. Urgency, straightforwardness, trying to get this over with. Sure. But added on top of that exhaustion. Yeah. Um, I want to turn him again. I want to just say, like, seem like a good dude. Or, are you working? No. 16? No? No. Well, look, I've been tired. I'm sure your buddies are tired, too, but seem like you're ready to go to bed. Seems like it's past your bedtime. No, I'm okay. You're good? Yeah. I just want to get this over with. Alright. We hear you, man. Uh, Alright, so I imagine you know, uh... You know... The real reason why you're here is to, uh... Get your eyewitness account of the, uh... The events of a couple nights ago when, uh... Your buddy, uh... Mark... Hit the... The the fellow at the, uh... At the bar... uh, In the chest. Yeah. Um... So can you... You know, take us back earlier in the day, maybe around midday. You know, account some of these events for us. Danny, Danny called my house and said he wanted to go out that night, and said that he was going to bring his friend Mark. So I headed over there, uh, ran into. Rodney on the walkover and we got together, you know, talked for a little bit and then we went out to um, the Cavalry Club. Now, hold on there. You said uh, Danny invited his friend, uh, Mark. Yeah. This is, uh, are, are you not, are you friends with him as well? I mean, I've had a conversation with him a couple times, but I wouldn't call us friends. He's not like a bad dude or anything. Okay. I mean, you. so you've gone to school with him, you're familiar with him, you've yeah. been familiar with him. Yeah. yeah. So what is, uh, is, is Danny, has he just been friends with him for a while? Is this... Yeah. 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 Danny and Mark have always been close, as long as I've known Danny. Um, you know, they've just been friends. How long have you known Danny? I think summer of 8th grade Okay, it's been a while A couple years Yeah Danny a good guy? Yeah, yeah He's honest More so than Mark? I don't really know Mark like that That's fair Well Look You're saying Danny's an honest guy I believe it. We talked to him. He seemed like an honest dude. Mark, too. But, to be truthful with you, Carter, Danny told us some things. Rodney told us some things that, um, well, for starters, disagree with Mark's story and might cause an issue for yourself and Rodney. You have any thoughts on that? 
No. I'm not sure what you're talking about. I can, you know, answer a question for you if you can, you know, ask me a question, I'll, I'll answer it. Like I said, I just want to, I want to help you guys out, get you guys my eyewitness testimony or whatever. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get back to that. So you guys walk to the bar. About what time is that? I think we got there around nine. Okay. And, uh, just tell me, when you, this bar you went to, um, Calvary Club... I'm, I frequent there myself. I'm surprised I didn't see you. How'd you hear about this place? I mean, y'all are underage. You had to had word that this was the spot. Yeah, Rodney told me about it. He said he heard some kids in gym class who were talking about it. And, I mean, we, we've been talking about wanting to try to get into a bar, but we never really tried it before. So this seemed like a good, you know, opportunity to at least give it a shot. I mean, was it gym class, or is that kids in your grade, or is that upperclassmen, or is that older brothers and sisters? It's mixed grades. It's, you know. Okay. All right, so you get there about 9 o'clock. You get a couple drinks. Yeah. When you guys get a table? No, we sat at the bar. You had no problem getting drinks at the bar? No. No, the bartender didn't even check for IDs. How much you guys drink? I probably had like three or four beers. Um, from my knowledge of the Calvary Club, when he says the bartender, is he does he mean Will Newton or could that be one of a couple bar hands, people behind the bar? Will Newton typically is the only one to serve drinks behind the bar. Behind, okay. So if they had a table then there would have been a waitress, you know? But Yeah, yeah, I, I got you. Yeah. <clears throat> Okay. Um, go on. Sorry. So you had three or four beers. You know how many your buddies had? Were Were they all on the same page as you? Yeah, I mean, it's not like I was keeping track. But, yeah, I figure about that. No one was really, you know, drinking really a lot. Sure. We didn't really have that much to drink at all, to be honest with you. Yeah. Are you guys drinkers? Not really. No. You know, sometimes... Four is a decent amount for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're sitting at the bar, you're getting some beers. What happens next? Well, I saw a guy across on the other side of the bar, and um, we were just kind of making jokes about him. He looked like he was alone by himself. And, um, and, uh, I, um, I made a joke that Mark should go say something to him, and then Rodney joined in, and we uh, we were trying to get Mark to trying to get Mark to pick a fight with this guy. What was wrong with this guy, in your eyes? It wasn't anything like that. It could have been anyone. It was just funny that he was just bar all on the left side everyone's packed together shoulder to shoulder and this guy's just on the other side of the bar on the shorter side of the bar and he's there's no one near him he, you know just coming to a bar to, to drink alone he wasn't 
he wasn't talking to the bartender or anything like that. You know, he wasn't talking to anybody. Just kind of looked like a like a loser, like Mark did. Do you know this guy? No. Is he? Can I tell any anything different about him? In in this, I'm talking to Joe right now. Can I tell anything different about the way he says no? Like, is he lying? Roll human intelligence. <clears throat> Twelve on the seventy-three. He's not lying, but there's something there, particularly in the response. No. He's not lying, mm-hmm. but he hesitates. So you don't know this guy? No. Does Mark know this guy? No, I don't think so. None of your buddies? No. This guy, he was there the whole time. You, When you showed up, he was there. Yeah. How many beers? You think he, you think he was going maybe beer for beer with you guys, ordering when you guys were ordering? Get any food or anything in the he bar? He was eating peanuts for a while. No drink? No drink. I think he ordered a water, but he was drinking beer. When we walked in, he had a beer in front of him. And then for a while, I, I think he didn't order another one. And then I think he ordered one right before Mark walked up to him. So Mark walks over to him. Well, let's get this straight first. You and Rodney are saying some things about this guy. Maybe Mark chimes in. Is Danny saying anything? I don't remember. I'm sure he. I'm sure he was, but I don't remember a lot of specifics. Okay. So you and Rodney, for sure, are the two guys that inspire Mark enough to stand up and walk over to this guy. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. And you're telling me there's no reason other than this was the guy, a weird-looking guy sitting at the corner of a bar eating peanuts? No, there no there wasn't any other reason. That's all it was. I I stand up. And I look at you, I stand up and I say uh All right. We got your buddies in some other rooms. I'm going to step out for a minute. Yeah, I just got one more question. I'll, I'll meet you out in the hallway. Sure. <laughs> I walk out. Mm. Carter, uh, I appreciate you giving us all the information for your help. You've been very cooperative. It won't go unnoticed. I have one more question, though. Uh, you know, obviously, when this all went down... We know what happened. You know what happened. And you guys fled the scene. Uh, you know, I, I get it. Scared in, in the moment. He didn't know what the repercussions would be. Fortunately, there might not be any. But if there are any, they will be very, very soft. But, um, I gotta ask you, did you, did you stop Danny from wanting to go back? Yeah. yeah. Why? Why? Because I didn't want to get in trouble. But he wanted to go back. You guys could have let him. You, you could have let him go. 
He was just going for his buddy that he brought along for the ride. I wasn't thinking. Come on, man. Can I can I can I roll on that like to see if I I don't think he I think he's more than not thinking. Go ahead. Yeah. Human intelligence? Yep. Sixty-four and a fifty-two. I mean, I know you're looking out for your friend, but sometimes all you can do is look out for yourself. You gotta let people do what they want to do. Raise a couple red flags, but if that's what you say, that's what you say. I didn't care if Danny went back. I just didn't want him to go back and you know, I didn't think that it was gonna get to this point where we're all talking to cops and we're all in trouble and all this stuff. So it wasn't about that. I just didn't want to get in trouble. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I had uh, been told uh, by my colleagues that from Danny, you guys didn't let him go back. Yeah. We tried to stop him from going back. So did you ask him not to go back or did you forcefully stop him from not going back? We convinced him that, because he was worried about Mark, so we convinced him that Mark was okay. And it's true, he was. Unless there's something that you guys didn't tell me, Mark's at his house right now. Alright, I hear you. I'm just, I'm just here to talk things out and get the right story so everyone can uh, be straight and get along with it and get home. I think uh, I think we about wrapped things up. I want to stand up for my chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I'm going out, and if he starts to get up, I hold mm-hmm. him down. Mm-hmm. Say, um, just gonna have you waiting here for another couple minutes. I need to uh, talk with my officers. We might have uh, some paperwork. You need to sign a couple of things, and then we'll have you on your way out. Okay. I leave. Gotcha. Door closes behind you. Caleb and Jerry, what were you guys doing during that, if anything? Um. I was reading over the file that we had for the closed now case on the Bobby Tillman Mark situation, correct? Mm-hmm. Did anybody else uh, in this investigation, did it note that anybody else worked on this investigation, or was it just us, pretty much? Because I think Ray was the one that filled out this report, correct, and finished it the night of? Yes. Um, so does it note that anybody else worked on this investigation, made any calls? Well, it has testimonies and reports, uh, like, compartmentalized into it from the arresting officers. Yep. You know, so that would be, um, I believe it was Jimmy Burks and Grant Burris. Yeah. Who were the two officers on the scene. Mm -hmm. And that's all they did? They just took statements from those people? Yeah, that's all. Okay, and on the night that we found out Bobby Tillman's name and found out his lockbox situation, we looked up, like... You mean RJ? No, Bobby's lockbox. Oh, okay. Not the storage locker, the lockbox. Gotcha. We found that. We dug into Bobby, right? Yeah. We dug through our records yes. to try to find family members, anything. We yep. didn't come up with much, right? We no. didn't come up with any family No family members and uh, no military history. So, on this report, it's not listed that anybody made a call to any of Bobby's family members telling them that he was dead. Correct. How did his sister know he was dead? I I thought about it. I was reading the letter. The I have this letter too in my hand, right? Mm-hmm. I know it's laminated. Yes. That Does letter? it have this letter? Does it have any folds in it? Like it would be folded up into an envelope and taken out? No. And it's not a this letter. It's not 
addressed to anybody. It's not a letter. It's a note. A note that was supposed to be found, presumably by anybody else, that walked into that storage unit. I read it again. We were thinking about this. RJ mentions Bobby in the first paragraph. He talks about Bobby. But then I read the middle again. Do you think the boy heard your call? To find his perfect spot in your world. Big, strong, older brother protecting his little sister. It's so funny to me. I don't know. It doesn't matter. You might be on to something, motherfucker. Holy shit. Mm. That's Bobby. Little sis, bro. <laughs> Are you? T- is this all in character right now? Yeah. I imagine, like, you guys walk out of the conference room and Caleb runs up on all fours. I've, I've been trying to think about it. Will Newton wouldn't have called his family. Will Newton, because she, she told you when she walked up to the two of you, she said that she was doing this for her mother. Correct? She was getting the body for her mom? Yeah, yeah. Well, Will Newton wouldn't have had Bobby's mom's phone number, correct? And if they presumed him if they presumed him missing, maybe Bobby calls his mom every night. They wouldn't have come rushing down here after less than twenty four hours. Listen, we got her number. Think it's a real number? Oh Marsha's number. Do you think it's a real number? And then I also want to look on the log mm-hmm. for the storage unit. Yeah. Does it say on this log, do you have to denote which locker you're going to? Yes. Is there any other besides um, this, besides us and this... Um, Ringo Harrison? Ringo Harrison. Accessing 174? Yes. No. Nobody else? Nope. Okay. Any different handwriting? Hmm. Interesting question. You take the time to, like, try and compare each individual different Ringo Harrison. No, it looks like they line up. She said that she's going to be in town for a few days. Mm-hmm. I say we just call her right now, yeah. see if yeah, she can come down. What do you, what do you, what, what are we going to say to her? Well, she's in town waiting for the body. Correct? I know. I know. But what does this mean? If anything that I'm saying makes any sense... What does it mean? What do we need to do? Or if we bring her down for questioning, if we think she's a serious threat, is it just going to end up like these kids? Hey, do we have her address? I don't think so, no. What are the chances she lives in that fucking trailer park? I don't know. She said she's from, like, out of state or something. Yeah, she said... Didn't she tell you guys that she drove pretty far to get here? She said Chicago. Chicago. I mean, we through. also we looked through we but we looked through phone books and records and stuff for Marsha Tillman. Do we have an address on that trailer? Yeah. Is there any way to denote the opposite? Try to find information about from here who owns that trailer or who resides in that trailer? So it would be kind of complicated because with the trailers they're not like legal residences. Mm-hmm. So you would have to get in contact with the trailer park owner and yep. basically bank on the idea that they have records. Okay. Um, still. And then from a legal standpoint, that's a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> can, can we... Can we... The, the body's with Davy Jones, right? As it far is. as you know. We can call Davy. Can, can we put something on some kind of form? 
before Marsha leaves with the body. If she's really going to drop it off at her mom's house, we need, we need her to write down her the, the address of her mom's house, her mom's his mom's information and the mom's address. Why? Why? Okay. I'm that sure. way we could, if we get her phone number, we could call the house, talk to the mom. Can I find out who informed her? Can I roll law to we see if cross check it on Marsha? If we're allowed to do that? Yeah, roll law. But, but, but about the opposite. 52 and a 53. Yeah, I mean, it's not like illegal to ask for someone's address. Uh, Even if you pose it in like a, hey, this is for, you know, for legal reasons, I need you to fill this out. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking more require an address. No. That's illegal. Yes. Okay. But we, my point is, we're going to let her go, essentially. And then what if we find out afterwards the mom didn't get called? The mom didn't get contacted. She didn't call her daughter. What do we do then? We lost Marsha Tillman. She's gone. So all that we know right now is that the she's connected to Bobby because that's her brother. And these couple lines that we just discovered. And we have no idea who contacted the family, how she knew that Bobby was dead. That's right. I think we could call Davy Jones right now and just say, do do not deliver the body. Use whatever reason you want. Do not give her the body yet. Keep her in town. And we haven't talked about it yet. I think this is something we could let the lieutenant know. We could we could, we could have a lieutenant put an official hold on it that we don't know where this call came from. What call? Her phone That number? she received to go pick up the... That the mom received to come pick up the body. We don't have any records of, of us... Notifying, and then them of the tell body. Marcia that the lieutenant has. So if Marcia finds out about this, I'm under the impression that that would be suspicious. Same reason we don't want to call her in for questioning right now. Versus if we just have Davy Jones. If we're okay, Marcia. If Marcia is bad and is gonna get suspicious, she's going to get suspicious the second we try and do anything other than give her the body. So it really doesn't matter as long as we well, don't do what, anything like crazy red flag, I right? Think, yeah. Which I don't think that is. We're saying, wait a minute, we can't really recall. We're just we just want to verify who called you. I think that that or who called you. I mom? think that we should pursue an action to figure out who called you. I agree with that, making yeah. it suspicious. But I also think it's... I don't think it's suspicious at all if we have Davy Jones. Because what if she leaves town tomorrow? Then, like, we're going to have to call her if it's a real number. If we just have Davy Jones be like, look, this body's fucked. We're still working on this body. We need more... We need a couple more days. That's what? a win because it's not suspicious if we ask her these questions. And she has to stay in town. My only thing is... Like I said, the letter wasn't a letter. The letter was a note. It was meant for somebody to go to the storage locker to read. And if this, albeit wild kind of hunch, it's really not on any proof. It's just a little bit of a guess. It's true. 
I think our best bet is to try to pin Marsha into a spot where four officers were attacked. And we have a report that says that we were attacked by a human entity. As a setup, you're saying? How do you suggest we do that? On this sheet, nobody signed in after us, correct? Yeah. Nobody did? Or are you saying yes, somebody did? No, nobody did. Okay. The whole shop was closed up. What do you mean? The quick store? Yeah. Log was book? I'm seeing after that. Yeah. No, I, no, I'm <laughs> saying in the... Chris signed out. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bro, no, no, no. The One whole lobby time. is just blood stains. That's all what I'm talking about. It. We were looking at this locker for like 15, 20 minutes before that happened, correct? Yeah, yeah. nobody came. My point was, did uh, anybody come in those 15 yeah. to 20 minutes no. that we were in the locker? No. And who was the last time to check in before us? Uh, It's like 5 p.m. Okay. And nobody came yesterday that looked. Yeah, okay. What I want to do is go through the log from the last 72 hours mm-hmm. and find any name in there that isn't in the phone book that I have. That's going to take you a while. How many names are there? In the last 72 hours? Yeah. 45, 40. Huh. I mean, it'll take me a half hour. An hour, yeah. Just... Flipping through alphabetical. Okay, yeah. gotcha. In that meantime, I, w- I want to announce, Ray, we didn't really talk about this yet. We, I mean, we got three boys uh, in some rooms right now, but there's obviously a connection that's deeper than we think about Rodney, potentially all four of these boys, and Bobby Tillman. When we asked uh, Carter about how, why he picked Bobby Tillman, why they chose Bobby Tillman, he seemed a little iffy. Uh, seemed like he was lying to us. Something in the way Carter was phrasing his words made me, made me think that Will Newton is a little more suspect than we're making him out to be right now. He went right up to that bar. They sat right at the bar. They got drinks. And then he said... He said something like... The bartender wasn't talking to Bobby. And Bobby didn't get any drinks... or, Or order anything... When the boys were there. He had a beer when they walked in. But from the time that they got there up until the punch... He didn't order anything... But he did order a beer, and it was right when Mark got up to punch Bobby. I mean, they were there for three or four beers. If Bobby's sitting there drinking alone, I'm sure he's drinking more than a half a beer in the time these high school kids are drinking three or four. Seems weird. Did we ever question Will Newton? No. That bar's probably open right now. I mean, we can go there right now. Well, we could, but we gotta wrap things up with these kids. Oh, yeah. And this is all we got with these kids, remember? Is there anything else we could squeeze from them? If we're throwing out theories, if I'm gonna continue to throw out wild theories, 
Um, still looking at this letter. And if we do think, if anybody else agrees with me, that these kids is what's being referenced in this letter. <clears throat> he says, they don't know it yet, but the little ones will take care of it. I don't know about you guys, but I wouldn't call 16-year-olds too much little ones, right? That's fair. And if we think that they did know this RJ... Maybe they knew somebody, maybe these kids saw somebody that looked like Bobby, this loser type, and they've dealt with this, maybe not Bobby directly, but a type of person like Bobby before. When they were younger, maybe, we said, little ones, he's known them for a while. If he's calling them little ones, he's known them since they were young. How do we connect RJ with young kids? And also, from the preliminary pictures that we found, we can't even date them at all. It seems like they could be from a long time ago, not very recent. That's right. We also have our meeting um, with Mr. Collins at 10.30 to show, to show him this file. I think there's more in their past. Maybe it didn't happen that night, but I think that they know something or they knew somebody that connected in some way. Maybe they are truly possibly innocent but they know more than they're letting on it's possible can i open up the censored case that you know the day shift yeah went through uh can i try to compare any faces here with these boys from years ago faces are mostly cropped out okay what about like we have the originals Scars, the uh, pop out. The faces were mostly cropped out on the originals too. Oh, okay. Um, discernible features were kind of outlined by um, day shift and day shift investigative. Not really a lot of birthmarks or anything like that, or you know, scars or. <clears throat> is anyone? Does anyone think that it is a good idea to show a censored image to one of these boys? Oh, absolutely no. not. No. Why not? What, just for fun? Because no, it'd be like, far, do you recognize this room? If they, as far as we know, they don't. But if they did, they would have a very telling reaction. I would believe. I think that the only person that that might pertain to would be Mark. Would you not? Wouldn't they not have a telling reaction if you just directly asked them? Because those pictures are from Bobby, right? Mm -hmm. We are drawing the dots, pretty certainly that Bobby took those pictures. No, I mean the swaps not with RJ. So, and if they didn't notice, if they didn't know who Bobby was, maybe that's what I'm saying. They knew another type like Bobby, RJ. That's when he gave you that no. That's why he hesitated. Because he knew somebody like Bobby, but not Bobby. He didn't know who Bobby was, but somebody like Bobby. Or maybe Bobby when he was younger. And he, Carter clearly is feeling some type of way about Bobby Tillman. Mm -hmm. It's not just like, no, it's yeah, just random Yeah, and also, like, the, not, the no sleeping thing is really weird. You know, this kid literally, as far as we know, hasn't slept since that night. Right? That's something we could still press. So that's weird. Do you want to talk about a few other things that are weird? First of all, I really want to find out more about... Danny and Mark's relationship when they were kids. I feel like we don't really have anything about that, and we need to get more. I don't know about you guys, but I can tell you exactly how I met Joe. You know, in second grade, like I can. You know, 
like they know they can tell us at least a little bit more it might not lead us anywhere but mm-hmm. i want to know more about that and i also think that after talking to all three of these kids like they all kind of have the same demeanor they're kind of just like i'm just here to answer your question you know whatever mark on the other hand and i understand that he was the one that did it but like every we went back to his house and questioned him again why is every single time we go to mark he's like i don't know right mm-hmm. like i feel like he like i don't know there's something weird something's really weird yeah there's definitely something going on with these kids yeah we can still press danny we still got him in. yeah and i also really want to i don't know if it would be if we would be able to do it like just say that that's what i was doing while he was looking at all this stuff but i want to figure out is there any way i could look through records and at least get danny adams's brother's name yeah if you spend some time going through like previous school records mm-hmm. um his name is arthur adams he's five years older than danny's 21 years old i still think we should entertain sean these boys want like a picture with like a sticky note in front of the kid and just look that's at that's one thing room. if you want to put I, if i don't hate that idea Right? Yeah, if you if you literally put a sticky note in front like yeah. The 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 body does not matter. It, the the room, the rug, the carpet, the walls. Mm-hmm. All right. I do it. I go grab a picture where there's the biggest view of a room. Mm-hmm. Uh how Hold much on, before you do this? Yeah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Can we get in trouble for this? Can I roll all? Yeah, go ahead. Eighty-seven. Can I roll all? <laughs> no. The fuck? I'm one. All right. No. Eight, okay. Okay. No. It's since you asked. Since you asked. Go ahead. You can roll all. You can roll all. You can roll all. Fuck. Ninety-three. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no. You guys find out that it's perfectly legal to show it's, child porn to yeah, other children. Like, it's no. definitely no. not. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Or we should at least get. Lou. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> I should ask him. It's, Lou Longo. It's, it's not child porn. It's not child porn. It's not. It's censored and then there's but a sticky note on top it's of the just a room. It's not, you know. Sticky note. It, it's evidence. It's fucking evidence. Is it not confidential? That's, that's where it kind of gets a little sussy-wussy. Yeah. Is that, so say you show this picture to this kid. And then say there's a connection that can be drawn. Well, it's kind of weird because it's it's a it's a piece of evidence that is part of the investigation. So if something happens where because this eyewitness now has knowledge of evidence and does something based on that evidence, that can kind of fuck up the case a little bit, you know, where it's kind of like, I don't trust you gave him classified evidence, but it's not. It's not child porn. It's not Here's child where it's like I shouldn't say classified. That's not the right word for it, but yeah, and it's also, part of the case. And there's also, two possibilities here, though. <clears throat> one, one of them starts sweating, and they're like, "Oh my god, yeah, I know what that is." Two, they're like, "I've never seen that ever in my entire life," and then they go tell the whole school about it. But what are they gonna? Oh, the cop showed me a picture of a bedroom. And I don't know. There was a, they blocked out part of the picture. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't know what the like. It could be like a like a dead puppy. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I guess you're right. So, mm-hmm. but still, the, I mean, yeah, they could 
go around like let's say they know it's child porn mm -hmm. they could go around telling motherfuckers that right I still think we should try it I'm not against it I need unanimous yeah, decision yeah dude cause then what if they didn't go around telling people what if because it's them or something. Or or because they know about something, right? And yeah. they, they want everyone talking about some crazy child porn okay. they're involved exactly. in. Exactly. <laughs> they don't want to tell the cops who are trying to fix this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Think about it for a second, though. Kid does start sweating. Mm -hmm. What's your next move? What are you asking him about it? Because I'm assuming a kid like that's going to clam right up. That opens what? up a lot. Who, you who you go right picture? back to the, the question we want to get answered from all of this is... Why were you provoked to punch Bobby Tillman? Mm -hmm. Tell him? us the real reason. That's what I was thinking. Subconsciously, this person, maybe not specifically Bobby, but that type of person draws up strong emotion in them. So that's why they were shitting on him. That's why they were calling him a fucking loser and they but wanted him to get beat up. That's enough. And then that still leaves on a cliffhanger. Where is Will Newton in all of this? Setting this all up? Because that's a type of per That's a crazy setup. Like, we're going to put a a profile of someone that these kids might get provoked by to punch in the chest. Wait, so you just think that Will Newton, like, had them come in here? You think that you still think Will Newton's behind all this? No, no, no. I'm not saying he's behind it, but if we run with what you said, that has nothing to do with anything with Will Newton, and we've agreed that there's totally red flags with Will Newton. Like, totally red flags with Will Newton. I'm not denying that. Right? So, like, that, that would have nothing... If, if, we, if we ran with that, that would mean we don't dive any deeper into Will Newton with that theory, which is like, I guess we can run with it, but we know there's some weird shit going on with Will Newton. I mean, the Will Newton red flag is he didn't card kids in a bar in the 70s. Like, is there another right, red flag? Right, what else is it? Like, I mean... Do we know that they had a, some type of friendship? No, we don't. We and could. they don't seem to know. You know what I it? think also is weird? I mean, it's it sucks to like just throw a red flag at everybody, but that's just kind of how it is. But <clears throat> knowing that Bobby Tillman was apparently this loser who was never around anybody, the groundskeeper went to his house and had beers with him? Like, that's fucking weird. Bobby Tillman's groundskeeper? No, the from the quick the store, store. Oh, that we yeah. called. Yeah, yeah, but they did work there, right? I know. So if but you're working still... there, if you're there on hours where people aren't coming in as much, right? Like you might uh, interact with each other occasionally. Say, hey, man, yeah, but if Bobby was this uh, weird let's, and let's, this quiet and this reserved of a person, let's throw this into RP. If you guys, no, oh, mm -hmm. I thought we were doing that. <laughs> you don't. I mean, you don't. You don't. If you don't no, want to continue this we're, conversation, I thought no, we definitely can. I thought this whole thing was an RP, kind of. So, speaking of this groundskeeper, we talked to him. The way that you explain Bobby's apartment. Your friend, me, anybody here invite you over for a beer at their house, and it looks like that apartment. Are you staying? Are you hanging out? Or are you trying to get out of that place? It was dirty. It wasn't terrifying. Yeah, I mean, it was disgusting. You don't know how yeah, I don't. too. My point is, can we pin down a... A spiral, a digression in Bobby's state of mind. How long ago this groundskeeper was there, if he could tell us how bad it was. That's fair. Timeline matters. That's fair. If we can get it to a certain date. I, I want to uh, run to a phone real quick mm -hmm. to call uh, Davy Jones. Okay. 
Pring, pring, pring. Hello? Davey. Hey, Ray. What's going on? How you doing tonight? Good. I don't know if you've uh, dealt with the Tillman woman or the body uh, at all today yet, but... Uh, yeah, I, uh, I got the autopsy done. Um, if you got it in front of you, can, can you tell me, um... Was there any alcohol in his system? Toxicology is going to take a little bit longer. I wasn't entirely sure if you wanted me to even send that out. Uh, do you know how long that's going to take? Two to three weeks. Uh, what, is, what did his liver look like when you did the report? Uh, no signs of chronic alcoholism. Little to no drinking, huh? Not a heavy drinker. Okay. But you guys wanted me to go back and double check if he was a heavy smoker and... It is my medical opinion that he was. Uh, multiple visible black nodules on and within the lungs. Large mass seemingly spread. Grew within the posterior lateral aspect of the left ventricle of the heart. Blockage. And then your impact from your perp caused uh, myocardial infarction. It's a heart attack. It's good to know. I appreciate the... Uh science backing that up um in your opinion uh did that look like a you know, 10 year smoker or a 45 year old smoker in there i'd say he'd been smoking since the day he was born i mean lungs are dark black speckles it's classic just inhaled tar i'm pretty sure he had copd too all right thanks davey i appreciate it i'll probably no, give you a call back soon uh lieutenant uh, some of the night shift detectives, uh, and you, we need to discuss about, uh, Marsha Tillman coming to pick up his body, but that's a, that's another phone call. What about it? Well, between you and me, and I suppose the lieutenant when he hears about it, uh, we don't quite know who informed the Miss Marsha Tillman that came to the, the station, uh, that her brother was dead. Is this... Like a missing piece of information thing, or is this like an actual thing? Davy, I can't tell you much because I don't know that much. Ray, she already left with the body. I thought she was on hold. We yeah. told you to hold her. 24 hours. Oh, Jesus Christ. Give me a second. And I, I just like dropped uh -huh. the phone. Yeah. Hey, we got a problem, boys. David Jones said Bobby Tillman's gone. How how long ago? <laughs> Run back to the phone. <laughs> when when did she come? Did three or four hours ago? I can get you the exact timestamp if you want. Yeah yeah get, get get all the information for Jesus Christ. Did she leave Fuck. information with him? Did did she have to fill out a form? What happened? Fill out anything? You tell me, tell me when she walked in. What happened? How was um, she? Did she? Did you get okay. her paperwork? Uh, well, you told me to keep an eye on her when she saw the body for the first time. Yes. Yeah. 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 She saw the body for the first time. Uh, she looked sad. She kind of stood over him for a while. I'd already zipped him back up by that point, but yeah, she had a funeral service company that came out and I helped him load it on the back of a hearse. And they took off. Okay, I, I, I'm going to need the, uh, the the name of the funeral service company. They didn't give me one. Nothing? No. License plate number? Nothing? Oh, God. 
type of right. car. Uh, right, right. I, if, if you I gave know, me a heads up about this, I, I would have. I know, I know. Listen, I'm not asking you to pull your hair out. I'm just asking you what you know. That's all. It was a black hearse, Minnesota license plates. I didn't get a look at the driver, but the guy who helped me load it on, I can give you, you know, a uh, description on him. Is this like a real thing right now? If it wasn't real, I wouldn't be talking to you about it. Okay. Listen, you didn't do nothing wrong. You ain't got nothing to worry about. I think for now, I'll uh, I'll let you go. Collect your thoughts. I'll call you back. All right. I'll see ya. Yep. Beep. Did I hear a uh, funeral service picked up the body? Yeah, funeral home came in a hearse. Uh, David Jones is gonna, I guess, write us a little, a little report on everything he saw, everything he knows about what happened. But he said Marsha seemed pretty legitimately sad when she saw the body, which is, I mean, I guess I could see the truth in it, but it's a little weird knowing that she told us she had a lot of uh, contempt and you know, bad feelings for what happened in the past. But yeah, um, you see, he didn't get the driver, he didn't get the name of the funeral home. It, it didn't seem like you had the license plate. Maybe you could dig up a few letters and numbers or something for me. I don't know, but it'll be a long shot. He well, said he knew. He, he could tell me what the guy looked like that helped him load the body in, but that ain't much. What uh, funeral homes are nearby? There's three that you know of, um, and they're really the only ones in Linwood Falls or actually for a decent way like out of that, too. They're easy enough to find. Did he say anything about Bobby's condition going through the autopsy again? Was it just his lungs that were bad? He said that, uh, well, first, talking about his lungs, it was definitely smoking, definitely uh, smoking damage. He said it looks like he'd been a smoker since the day that he came, uh, came out of the womb, so that doesn't even back up uh, Marsha's story, saying that he didn't smoke all the time, at least until she left the house. That only would have been... 10, 15 years tops, so I don't know, part of me thinks maybe some shit happened to him in Vietnam. Did did Davy Jones say anything about his about his heart? Um I mean he died from a heart heart attack, right? You said? Yeah. Like that was so the, the uh, cause of death. The the cancer that was in his lungs or the black nodules spread into the left ventricle of his heart and caused the blockage. So when he got pressure on there, caused a heart attack. Can I go through the pictures? Yeah. That we took of the storage locker? Yep. I just want to put the one on the table that has the scrawled on writing on the side of the wall that says, Each throb of the black heart is ours. Yeah. Do we, Maybe he wasn't a smoker. What do we say if we, if we call her? can't just call the accuser over the phone. There's nothing. There's nothing there. Nothing specific. Just theories. Did she say where the funeral... Any any details about where the body's going? Nope. She said she was bringing it back home for her mama. In Chicago? If you are to... Yeah. yeah. Why was the, the hearse the Minnesota plate? That's what I'm thinking. I want to 
walk upstairs and I want to pick up. Uh, actually, <laughs> I want to walk upstairs and I want to go to Aaron Lang's desk. Okay. Aaron. He's strung out. You see, like, a couple styrofoam cups. Like, one of them's knocked over and they all got, like, inklings of brown liquid as if he has had many a cup of coffee. Sergeant. What's up? Can you do a favor for me? Yeah, absolutely. I'm your man. All right. Right this way. Follow me. Sir. Gotcha. All right. I need you to call every funeral home in a 20-mile radius. And I need you to identify which of these funeral homes has a Bobby Tillman. Gotcha. Anything else? That's all you're to ask? You're not to provide any more information. You're not to ask any more information. Gotcha. Anything else? You're dismissed. Gotcha. And you see him make his way towards the telephone. Can I follow him upstairs? Yeah. Is the... Do we have, like, a receptionist at the front? Yeah, it's usually an on-duty patrol officer. Did I notice who this was yesterday? Uh, yesterday it was Eric Sanford. Is Eric not on today? He is not. Do I have his number? Time it's not too yeah. late. Yeah, you probably have his number, yeah. Can I give him a call? Sure. Ring, 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 ring. Sanford. Got Caleb, Caleb O'Connor here. What's up, Mr. O'Connor? I, um... I... You dealt with uh, Marsha Tillman yesterday? When yeah. she came in? Yeah. When she came in, did she... Wh- what did she come to you with? Did she ask if her brother was missing and had been seen here? No, she had a, uh... She had a form uh, from the coroner. She just had to get it signed off to have the body released. Uh, so she was looking for Ray or Jerry. She had the Davy Jones coroner. Uh, Davy Jones's form that she had gotten from him already. Yes. Yeah. And but she knew that he was obviously dead at that point. Yeah. And hysterical still at that point. No, I wouldn't say hysterical. She wasn't upset. No. She seemed pretty calm. Thank you. It's yep. all the information I needed. You have a good night. Get some sleep. It's all good. You too. That was the only thing that I was thinking, that maybe they were doing a wellness check on him, saw that he wasn't home, went to the police station to see if he was missing, and then found out he was dead. Marsha was already in town, or came into town, knowing that Bobby was dead, because she went right to the coroner. So how much time did it take between... Him dying and her showing up. Like 24 hours. Okay, so, and she came from Chicago. Do we know... So she she picked up this form at the corners. <clears throat> yeah, so the process, that how, how it would go. Police reach out, say, sorry to tell you this, your brother died. Can you come down to the uh, police station, fill out some stuff? She says yes. She comes down. She gets some information about it. They say, hey, we're keeping your brother's body at the corner here's a piece of paper, we'll sign off on it, you bring this to the coroner. For some reason, you know, the coroner also has copies of this. So, if she, instead of getting that paper from you guys, you guys said, hey, your your brother's body's down at the morgue, you can go there. She goes to the morgue, she can get that copy there too. And then bring it back to the police station, get it signed off on, bring it back to the coroner and get the body released. So, But that's implying that she... We know that she got this form, and we have no idea when she got this form. Nobody called her, 
And the not, yeah, not only do we know who, if it was her mom that called her or if someone called her, we don't know where she, she picked the form up from. She went, do you call Davy? Because it, it, we, don't, we don't know if she came to the department. If you, if you are describing this, which I, I agree with you, that's the process that would happen. The, she would have to have come to the station once prior, or she would have had to have order, gone to the corner, which, like, Davy Jones would have said, like, yo, Marsha Jones just that? pulled up. Did he say that when, when I don't think when he you did. had called Davy yesterday and told him to hold the body? Did he say, "Oh, I've already dealt with Marsha Tillman"? No. Yeah, that's what the fuck. And when you guys signed this, was there any other anybody else's name or anything written on it, or was it blank when you guys signed it? It's blank. It was just us that had to sign it. Was it? Yeah, they would remember. Right. There was it's nothing blank. else filled out on it. No one really said that they were taking a close look at it, but. One of their signatures were the only, you know, line at the bottom there. Okay, got it. And and you have dealt with these forms many a time and would also need the coroner's signature. Mm-hmm. And it usually comes police uh, officers, detectives first, then to the coroner. Correct. Okay. So what happened here most likely was that they signed off on it. She brought it to Davy Jones. Davy Jones signed off on it. Body got released. But this blank what form... Is- you're not sure exactly what was the the contact point there. What if this is the connect, like this this mishap or how she got the form? Because this is this is our connection back to the whole legal system. Is the connection with the case? Is the connection with RJ getting somehow really like legal jargon his way out of a drug dealing sentence to get free? What if this is? Oh, we need a, we need a we need a coroner's form. We need this in her hands, and she's gonna go pick up this body tonight. Because how did she get this form? I mean, she knows something that we don't, right? We didn't miss anything. There's there's two people that can confirm no one else was aware of this case or can confirm that this... No, that's why why I was checking the report. Nothing else was written on it. Nobody contacted them. And even if they did, how'd she get this form? How'd she come with this form? She... Mr. O'Connors, yeah. please give yourself a program point. <laughs> Thank you. That's, that's you too. You did that. What did I do? You told me that there was something there. You said you should have to look through the evidence. So I spent three hours at work on Tuesday looking through evidence. <laughs> and I wrote it. I have three pages in a book at the end of my journal at work mm-hmm. just written about like timelines for the case. That's and awesome. then I read the letter for like 25 minutes to try to figure that out. That's sick. And then I jumped from it because I don't know because the thing is now we can do this back in character. So reading the letter I, that's how I thought of this. I was reading the letter and we RJ, this note writer, he plays the pronoun game a lot in this. And that is him saying he, and reports to Bobby Tillman, but then the part that I read to you in the middle, he refers to that person as the boy. So are those two separate people? And even if they are two separate people, he ends it with, it's so funny to me. Maybe that it's a comparison between Bobby and Marsha, and this is another boy, and that's why it's funny to him. But there's something there. And all we know 
is that Marsha isn't truthful. What does she need his body for? The letter doesn't mention anything about ridding anybody or... But if we also think that this... that Marsha Tillman is the you that's being written to them two in this letter, there's a lot more at the bottom that suggests she's a more important person than we think. If we think this you is Marsha. I mean, at this point... Do we get Lou in on this? <laughs> we have her faking a report, maybe? We can confirm that. And absolutely confirm that nobody called. And even if somebody did call, how did she get this form? So we almost confirmed that she's not being honest. Yeah, we should definitely confirm. Yeah. Well, with more questions than answers and three kids still awaiting secondary interrogations four of you are still in the office still at a loss and still looking for answers that is where we're going to pick up next session Thanks for listening to this episode of LFVCU, a Nasty Table production.